ABC Listen. Hello, 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 my friends. It's Ruby here, and you are listening to News Time. G'day, Ruby. First up, I'd like to say a special thank you to my friend Jack, who filled in for me the last few weeks while I was on holiday. Thanks, Jack. Today, we are celebrating World Environment Day. And speaking of the environment, we're going to meet some goats who are doing their bit to protect our planet. We're also going to meet another awesome animal who's been travelling across Australia with his best friend. We're going to hang ten with a surfer in her 70s. And you know what comes next? Wow the week. That's the story that made us go, whoa, more than any other. I can't wait to hear it. Let's go. Story number five. (sighs) Why is everything in my lunchbox wrapped in so much plastic? We need to use less plastic. We do. Beating plastic pollution is the theme of this year's World Environment Day. It's held on the 5th of June every year, and it's a day to encourage all of us to take better care of our planet. It's about the environment and how to protect it. Yep, and that includes using less plastic. Did you know that between 19 and 23 million tonnes of plastic reaches our waterways every year? That's about as heavy as 11,500 Navy ships. Plastic pollution is harmful to creatures in the water and on land. Animals might think plastic's food. Yep. Nearly a third of all plastic that humans make is used for packaging, and lots of the clothes we wear are made from some form of plastic too. So what can we do about it? We don't use soft plastics and we try and recycle well. Stop making everything plastic and put stuff in the bin when you finish it. Good advice. Governments and businesses around the globe are taking action. In some places, single-use plastics and plastic shopping bags have been banned. But we still need to do more to reduce the amount of plastic floating around our world. Story number four. If you need to mow the lawn, using a lawnmower is one way you can do it. But another way is with animals. They have long horns. They have four legs. Yes, we are talking about lawn-munching goats. (laughs) They're good for eating things. They sure are. In northern New South Wales and in southern Queensland, goats are helping farmers tackle weeds. The farmers put up big electric fences in the area where they want the goats to eat. Because if they don't, the goats might wander off. The fences keep them where they need to be. Then those goats munch, munch, munch away on invasive weeds. They're a type of plant that can spread really quickly and sometimes even kill native plants. Keeping these weeds goats. And these goats are also being used in another very clever way. They're helping prevent bushfires in New South Wales and all the way on the other side of the world in Chile in South America. They eat the grass so the fire can't get places. Firefighters have been using these goats 
to help get rid of weeds and plants that could burn easily during bushfire season. Most of the time, fire authorities rely on backburning or controlled burning to help keep weeds and plants under control. But using fire to reduce the fuel load can be tricky because the weather conditions have to be just right. If you don't, then all the fire will grow bigger and bigger and you can't stop it. Exactly. The other thing about goats is that they can eat all day, all night, rain, hail or shine. You can always rely on them to be hungry and helpful. <laughs> bon appétit, goats. Story number three. Have you ever noticed a dog somewhere unusual? Maybe you've seen one in a shopping centre or at a doctor's surgery. Yes. Well, that might not have been any ordinary dog. It might have been an assistance dog. To help blind people and people that have disabilities. That's right. Some assistance dogs do help people with disabilities. It takes a long time to train these pups so they can learn how to help their human handlers. And there's lots of different ways they can help, from picking things up, to opening and closing doors, to making their owners feel safe and helping them communicate too. Very helpful, life-changing. Under Australian law, trained assistance dogs are allowed to go nearly anywhere with their handler. Shops, hospitals and most other public places. But not everyone knows the rules, and Scott Daniel is trying to change that. Scott is autistic, and he used to stay at home a lot. In crowded spaces, he would often get dizzy and anxious. But his pet Rain was trained as an assistance dog, and since then, Scott's been able to travel all over Australia. It'd be cool, I reckon, see all different places. Sometimes, when Scott tries to go somewhere with Rain, people don't let him in. So he's trying to spread the message that assistance dogs are allowed. <coughs> don't forget, if you do see an assistance dog, it's best not to pat them or talk to them, because they're busy working and it could stop them helping the person that they've been trained to help. Happy travelling, Rain and Scott. Story number two. Whoa! Look at Margot. She is an amazing surfer. That's cool. Being fit enough to get out there is real cool. Marg Cummins lives on the Gold Coast in Queensland. She didn't start surfing until she was 70 years old. You're never too old. The age doesn't matter when you want to do fun things and you can do it. That is so right. And Marg has just become a movie star. She's in a film called Taking Off, Tales of Older Women Who Surf. It's the perfect time for a movie like that because it was also World Ocean Day on the 8th of June. A day to stop wrecking the ocean? Well, every day is a day not to wreck the ocean. But the message of this day was time to put the ocean first. Because without water, nothing can survive. Yes. Unfortunately, humans have been taking too many fish from the ocean and polluting it with waste. And we haven't looked after important underwater worlds like coral reefs and kelp forests very well. 
so on days like World Oceans Day, it's an important reminder for everybody, including people in positions of power, like business owners and politicians, to make sure their decisions are helping protect our oceans. The rest of us can help protect the oceans too, by using less plastic and recycling what we can. And of course, never littering. There are heaps of ways to look after the sea, not just on World Ocean Day, but every day. And here we are, the moment we've all been waiting for. Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because they're a lot different to every other animal. I love bushwalking, but sometimes I worry a little bit about drop bears. It looks like a wolf kind of, bear kind of thing. It's got like sort of human hands but with like long claws. Mm-hmm. You must have seen the pictures drawn by scientists. The legends say that drop bears look a little bit like koalas and they drop onto the heads of people who walk under trees. Nowadays, Aussies tell the legends to tourists as a way to play a trick on them. No one ever really knew if they were real, but scientists have recently found out that drop bears did actually exist in parts of eastern Australia about 15 million years ago. That's a long time ago. It's a very long time. And so it's a bit silly of me to be scared of drop bears today because they definitely don't exist anymore. They went extinct. Mm-hmm. Researchers from the University of New South Wales have discovered drop bear skeletons. These skeletons show they probably hung upside down by gigantic claws, similar to koala claws. They say they lived in rainforest trees between southern Queensland and New South Wales. But the researchers say these animals, they didn't drop on purpose. They just occasionally lost their footing and accidentally fell out of trees. Wow! And sorry to spoil the legend, but drop bears aren't their real name either. They're marsupials called nimbodons. They weighed about 70 kilograms. That's about the weight of some humans. And they looked a bit more like a wombat than a koala. Wombats could have evolved from drop bears? Interesting theory. They weren't the only enormous animals that once roamed across the country. There were carnivorous kangaroos, tree-climbing crocodiles, and giant toothed platypuses. But don't worry, none of these animals are around anymore. So if you hear someone tell a story about a drop bear alive today, it's safe to say that's probably not true. That's good to know. And that is it, my friends. Thanks, Ruby. Don't forget about the Newstime quiz. It's in the show notes. I'll see you next week. Bye. See you later. Or, as they say in Bengali, bidet. Newstime is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.